0: Welcome to A Moment of Bach, where we take our favorite moments from the composer's vast musical output, just a minute's worth or even a few seconds, and show you why we think they are remarkable. We are your hosts, Alex and Christian Giebert. Today's moment is the instrumental introduction to the cantata, Du Hirte Israel Hira.
1: There's an amazing and really scathing YouTube video that just came out by the content creator who goes by the name of Tantacrul T-A-N-T-A-C-R-U-L. And the video is called Stock Music and Reality TV, How to Misrepresent the World. And when I watched it, I realized that this is the opposite of Bach. What that video is about is how reality TV especially relies on these just overly simple musical tropes to convey things like this character is dumb or this character is cunning or whatever it may be but it does so in such a cheap way and uh one of the shows that he takes apart is bachelor so alex we aren't getting any people from search engines typing in batch you know (laughs) and well maybe we are maybe we get the the batch
0: people and then they see this and they think it's a moment of batch and then they listen i mean maybe they wouldn't be as interested in what we're doing but hey hopefully they see it <laughs> you know, you know, if right. we get them then that's fine Welcome. yeah
1: <laughs> and the thing is like i don't have a problem with the show but the music is where we have the issue <laughs> yeah and the thing is this and the, the tentacle video does a great job of showing that you can make some really compelling reality television that's very interesting that has happened in years past but the especially the most recent ones they just it, there's music over every second just cheap stock music over every single thing, just lampposting every single thing you're supposed to feel and think of. And really, it's it's like bad for us. You know, it's like it, it's the um, high fructose corn syrup of music in a way. And it also kind of insults us. I'm not saying me and Alex. I'm saying you, the listener, like yeah. it talks down to us in a way that we should we should not tolerate <laughs> But the point is, it's trying to take shortcuts to represent something with music. It's like, like a
0: stereotype, right? Yeah. So like exactly. tropes, tropes are not bad inherently, right? Like in story tropes or anything like that, or music tropes, like things that are shorthand for th- that sometimes is useful, but, and like you're going to talk about with today's moment, that's something that box does right. But it's really when you get into stereotyping or when you get into just painting everything with a broad brush like what these reality TV shows will do, it'll just, there'll be somebody, like, there'll be somebody on the show that in real life is a complex person with complex hopes and dreams and personality type and stuff, but the producers of the show just want that person to fit into, like, oh, I don't know, this is the rebellious type female character person. So they play the rebellious type female character music that's like the grungy whatever for that character, and then here's this guy, and he's the kind of like quirky weird guy who likes who works at a library or something. So then they'll play like the I don't know it, they they just they just have these stereotypes. They simplify people. They simplify the subject matter.
1: Yeah, because they've got to get through a lot of content really fast, and they've got to basically take these shortcuts. But the result is a very shallow form of of musical entertainment and in which the music is of a very low quality and uh, then it makes you think like well is this done right in modern music in, in any way and tv or movies and yeah sure i mean there's there's a wide spectrum right there's also sort of a middle ground of representational things that are just shortcuts that aren't necessarily bad some are a little sloppy and the thing that i always think of is you know how every time in a movie or tv show when it wants to show that something's about to happen in the Middle East, it plays that reedy instrument that you hear. And that instrument is called a duduk and it's an Armenian instrument, but it doesn't matter according to what show or movie you're watching, they'll just play that. That'll be just the stock stereotypical instrument that's supposed to say, this is exotic or this is from the Middle East or something like that. And it's so kind of lazy Right, and it all it does is it serves to just the opposite of teach people. It just it serves to
0: just like make you not want to learn about the subtleties of the different cultures. Instead it's just like, oh well that's that just means Middle East. It doesn't make you curious about the culture, it doesn't because it's not accurate to the culture, it doesn't say anything about the culture that's interesting.
1: Yeah, a lot of times the composers uh, drop the ball on this. Like they could teach us something and make us really more interested in something and they don't do that. But of course, we know that some music, like film music, can be very good, and a lot of us have favorite film scores, even though those are representational and supposed to help us, guide us to feel certain things. Right. We're not saying on this podcast that that's a bad concept, because that's great. It works in really great film music, but you can tell how much effort's been put into something, and that really matters. I have a composition mentor who says that you can just tell by listening to a piece that the composer put work into it and that's something also that came up in a seminar that i got to attend with john williams and we all got to ask him questions and he's a really just the nicest guru type of man even though he's this ultra famous film score composer he took time to answer everyone's question and i think mine was something along the lines of how long does it take to come up with very small musical motives and things like that and his answer was the close encounters motive it's five notes long the Close Encounters, yeah. Alien Motive. Hundreds of drafts before yeah. he arrived at those five notes. Yeah. And, and it's not like I'm saying that he experimented with a bunch of different lengths of the motive. I'm saying hundreds of different five note drafts. Yeah. He just kept trying up and down, you know, left and right, all kinds of different ways, but he had to get it just right. And you can tell when someone puts that kind of effort into something. And that's why we're gravitating towards Bach these days is because it's comforting to know that someone really took time with this. That's why there's so many Bach societies around the world because it's something worth it. So this cantata opens with something musically representational. And the reason why I go through all this about talking about film music and TV music and bad bachelor music and so on is to show you that this was representational, but also we don't maybe maybe know that it was. And that's just a disadvantage we have of this music being written a long time ago. But if we understand it better, we'll see that it totally makes sense. The people of Bach's time from the first couple of seconds would have recognized that when this cantata opens and you hear the instrument start playing, that there was a folksy vibe to it and that it represented a shepherd's pasture. And you might be thinking like, Okay, how do you get from that A to B? There's a few ways. It's got this lilting quality with notes in groups of three. It has that going for it, which gives it a folksy quality. But it also has oboes, which contribute because the oboe was the instrument of the shepherd. And that's sort of like a a thing that you can associate. And the reason for that is because of bagpipes. And the instruments that were bagpipes, these reedy instruments... Um, sometimes the old, old oboes are called shams. So bagpipes and shams become the modern day oboe via the Baroque oboe. The bass line at the very beginning holds firm on this one note for a while, almost kind of like a bagpipe bass note. And the violins above, very folksy, soaring above that with the oboes. <laughs> So when you listen to this, if you were in the 1700s, you probably thought, oh, Bach is here representing a nice pasture and I'm going to be feeling really relaxed when I listen to this music. And there are so many different things about it that evoke that idyllic landscape. In an interview that you can watch by the Netherlands Bach Society about this cantata, the maestro van Veldhoven mentions the concept of Arcadia. And that was like a almost heaven on earth concept like an idyllic landscape where everyone dressed up really nicely and had really beautiful instruments and they played oboes. And Arcadia was this paradise, and it appears in a lot of art of the Enlightenment period, and oboes feature in artwork that depicts Arcadia. Just like the Duduk shows us that we're about to have a scene in the Middle East or something, and just like movie music can inspire us to think of characters in a new, different light, so too... Did this instrumental introduction to a cantata lead people to believe that they were like in that field? And the words go, "You shepherd of Israel, hear! You who watch over Joseph like a sheep, appear! You who sit above the cherubim." So there's this idea of Jesus, who's the who is the you being referenced here, being a shepherd, and that's one of Jesus' many aliases, right? There's a lot of different names for Jesus and in different various roles. Some of them have to do with like him being a king. Some of them have to do with more him being like a servant. This one is Jesus Christ as the good shepherd. That evokes a very strong sense of comfort. And that's very comforting for a lot of people because in this way, the people, his people are the sheep and he is the shepherd. This comforting motif biblically. Also in the Netherlands, Bach Society interview that accompanies this cantata video on YouTube there are some words by the baritone soloist Matthew Brook who is by the way appropriately named yeah his last name is Brook which is the English word for Bach because Bach's name means Brook in German
0: I thought you just meant because it's like Psalm 23 like Leading to green pastures and then to the water to restore well, the soul, too, yeah. <laughs> which is the last movement of this cantata is a paraphrase of that uh, of that psalm, which of course is like it goes along perfectly with the theme of Jesus as the Good Shepherd,
1: right? Matthew Brook, in his interview, talks about this as this cantata is almost a way to like get you to slow down in life. Yeah, The fact that Jesus the Good Shepherd is looking after you is the theme of this cantata that would make people feel very comforted. But he says, take stock in life, slow down. It's a hard thing to do. It was hard then, and it's hard now. Maybe in the modern day, we struggle with this more. And that is working. It's sort of a terrible American complex to just be overworked and then working so hard that you don't have any time to relax and needing to work so hard just to try to relax. This type of music that Bach is writing, this pastoral type of music, that is to mean of the pasture, the shepherd's pasture, it tells us to slow down, maybe go outside and take a walk. Just take a moment and do nothing but be outside. It's a very simple yet effective thing for one's health. Let me tell you that this is the advice that I need myself. So I'm saying, listener, let this be our advice for you this week, for this, um, let's say, moment of Bach week. We chose this cantata because it matches with Good Shepherd Sunday, and it gives us such great vibes of the pastoral. So let it evoke a wonderful little meadow for you today. Doctors will tell you that outdoor exercise is the greatest natural anti-inflammatory and the modern human is the most inflamed they have ever been in human history because of so many things like processed foods and all kinds of stresses (laughs) reality tv reality tv (laughs) yeah and the human mind is the most sedentary it has ever been because of things like the music of reality tv yeah and so there are all kinds of pills you can take and everything, of course, but that's not the point. The point is, is that the most natural anti-inflammatory to the body is exercise and being outside. And so let me say this, this cantata, this pastoral is anti-inflammatory for your soul. So let that be what it is. And as we play this just over a minute's worth of introductory instrumental music, let it be sort of a meditation and try not to think about your work or anything. And just let this minute just happen and relax and now
0: here is that instrumental introduction from do here to israel here If this introduction to a musical moment has inspired you to hear the rest of Du Hirte Israel Hure please see the link in the episode description to see that performance by the Netherlands Bach Society Do you want to hear our new episodes as we release them? Find us on your podcast app and hit subscribe Thank you to all the listeners of A Moment of Bach We love that you chose to spend some time listening to the podcast If you liked it Go ahead and give us a rate and a review that would help us out and you can also find us on facebook and instagram and at our website amomentofbach.com there you can make suggestions for future episodes we'd love to hear your suggestions so alex what's next next we are going to look at brandenburg concerto
1: number three until next time enjoy those moments